0: That beautiful oh wait they're gonna sue me play it
1: hey all you crazy sci-fi fans it's time for your daily dose of insanity over here at the Sci Fi Shenanigans Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Handley and me, Chris Winder. Just two nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions. A place where the sky's the limit, spaces with place, and nerds run the world. Without further
0: ado. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sci Fi Shenanigans Podcast. Today we are doing something a little bit different. Um, so, basically, today we have a little bit of a roundtable, and we'll introduce the guests in just a minute. And we're going to speak about the recent development in space uh, with the U.S. creation of the sixth military branch called the U.S. Space Force. Um, wait, wait, there are five? Who's the fifth one? <laughs> the Coasties, right? They count.
2: That's scary, oh, bro. yeah. Kind of.
0: I mean, let's give it to them like our, you know, crazy cousins or something. There you go. So this would make this the sixth branch of the military and um, basically they would assume all duties for the tactical zones of the Great Dark Void. So some of these tasks are currently being done by the U.S. Air Force and probably other branches and likely some that will be completely new. So uh, we've gathered a group of military veterans who write um, science fiction to talk about the endless possibility, uh, possibilities. So in alphabetical order, let's uh, introduce ourselves briefly. So we'll start with you, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. You, that's all you got. Well, he is a Marine, so we'll move on. All right. <laughs> what, what, what about you, Edward Hudson? Can,
2: can you? Hey, I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm uh, Edward Hudson. Uh, I'm a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, I was an aviation guy with over 500 hours logged behind an M60D on hawks and hooks. Um, And I'm going on my ninth year as a private military contractor, and I've worked in all the garden spots throughout the Middle East and Africa.
1: Wow. Garden spots.
0: Yes.
2: Absolutely.
1: So it was just a bunch of sand.
0: <laughs> what he's not telling you is he Why actually is the is the janitor that cleans the porta potties at the military bases. Um, but you know it's a it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, and we respect you, sir, for for cleaning the shitters for us.
2: Well, somebody's got <laughs> the <laughs>
0: highest paid janitor in the world. Absolutely, because you know those bathrooms <laughs> get a little raunchy after one too many MREs. So,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: outstanding. So I. <laughs> so I am J.R. Hanley. I did uh two tours in Mesopotamia, otherwise known as Iraq. Um, and I was an infantryman in the US Army. So what about you, Logan? Are you gonna tell us how smart you were too and were joining the army?
3: Uh yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually the dumbest guy. I was a marine infantryman for six years. I did a lot of time uh, on you know,
0: contracted uh, the association with State Department. Don't lie, you're cleaning the uh you're cleaning the outhouse with Edward, aren't you? I actually cleaned the toilets in the outhouse, specifically the toilet only. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a highfalutin janitor. All right. <laughs> what about you, Terry? Do you want to introduce yourself, Terry Mixon?
4: Sure. You've already given my name. I served with the 101st Airborne Division back in the 80s, so it's been 30 years ago for me. I was a uh, OH-58 helicopter crew chief with uh, the 229th Attack Helicopter Battalion.
0: But you did right something on. cool after that. You want to tell us how you helped fake the moon landing for NASA?
4: That's a secret. I can't tell you how we faked it. Oh, no. <laughs> I worked well, for uh, 16 years for NASA as a computer guy once I got out of the service.
0: So you're not going to tell us the secrets of the soundstage? Dang you. Dang you. <laughs>
4: Dang All you right, too you not cleared for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll move right along. So I have basically for this setup um, some questions to sort of spark a conversation. So the first one, and we'll, like you said, just kind of everyone jump in as you can. But uh, what was your first reaction when you heard about uh, Trump announcing the sixth branch of the U.S. military?
1: Jealousy? I, I had to look to see if it was The Onion reporting it. <laughs> Then it wasn't, and I'm still in shock. I have no idea what to do.
4: I thought it was an article from the Duffel blog, personally. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) Wait, those aren't real?
0: No, they (laughs) totally are. Totally. Okay, good, good. good. (laughs) There's some funny stuff, though, for for military humor. Sometimes they uh, lately get a little too political for my liking, and they take themselves a little too seriously, but in in this topsy-turvy world, it's kind of hard to tell what's satire and what isn't anymore. That's the Air Force guys. That's true. this is true they, i think an air force dude actually runs it too so but uh i, I don't know i, I kind of knew it was coming because they sort of floated that trial balloon a couple months ago about uh about this coming and everyone laughed at it and there was a few memes but no one believed it was real and then <laughs> lo and behold one day i woke up and they're like no it's for real but right. you know, I, you know, the space force has
3: already kind of improved the ingenuity of americans in general because the meme game has up.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yes they're glorious glorious if you don't know what i'm talking or what we're talking about with the the memes i shared a whole bunch of them and in the show notes you can find my uh, my facebook uh and they're also in the galaxy's edge fan club which is sort of a, just a gathering place for people that aside from the, the galaxy's edge that love military sci-fi in general and i'll throw that in the show notes as well but it's hilarious
1: yeah if you haven't seen the the memes do you even in internet For real?
2: How can you? How can you avoid him? So the the funny one. Not
1: let me down.
2: The
0: funny ones that I liked the best were the ones where, like, the expectation and the reality. And they, like, you've got the alien colonial marines, you know, looking all hardcore. And then they're showing the video. And the reality is going to be something like space balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
0: That was,
3: like, my initial reaction, though. Because the first thing I thought was space marines. Awesome. I, you know, I got really excited. And then I thought about it. And I realized that there probably just need a bunch of dudes sitting on computer screens all day messing
2: yep. with satellites. Yeah. <laughs> Outside raking the moon. Yes, raking, raking the
0: moon. That was what I was going to go. <laughs> Police call in. Uh, and t- TQ was bad enough with their moon sand, but I couldn't. like That's Al Secunda. It's, it's a city in Iraq. But I could not imagine <laughs> happy to do that on some of these other places. So, so let's talk. Let's get into the nitty gritty then. So, what do you guys think? they're going to actually use for like ranks do you think they're going to go with the army marine corps sort of sergeant corporal all that the navy coast guard ranks or are they going to go zoomy since they're taking the u.s uh air force space command or something different hmm. like can you make a rank spaceman spaceman one? that that is a meme that is out there and i shared it so like i said you check that facebook group out but how do you take that guy seriously when he's on spaceman one <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah spaceman um <laughs> I, I hope they don't go Navy because, like, you know, I understand petty officer, first class, petty officer, second class, chief petty officer. But then they have the weird ranks, like like third, boats, mates, mizzen and mass, left arm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I have no idea. I, I, what rank I've never are. understood those.
1: Yeah. I, I hope they keep it really simple.
2: Well, I, I really want to see the, the TO&E for this, uh, for what's proposed. Um, I, you know, my gut tells me that they're going to split. You know, between the flight ops and the ground ops. So we'll probably see something kind of similar. You know, you'll probably see the sergeants and staff sergeants. But at the same time, you're going to need, um, you know, warrants and, and all that good stuff. Spacemen uh, out there on the uh, at the flight deck. So, so you're
0: going to I think at some point where you're going to end up is the Space Force is going to be sort of like Space Marines and you're going to end up with the Navy in space. Too, because because so. someone's going to have to run the the spaceships at a certain point. But the other option, of course, is we could steal a page from Heinlein's book and do the uh, Starman. But then he wrote Starman Starman Jones? Yep. But that, that just word? doesn't that doesn't sound as cool to call everyone Starman. Well, it doesn't sound cool to call him Airman either. What's your, what's your definition yeah. of the cool, man? I don't know. I, I I like Space Marines or you know the Space Legion or you know, Space Army. We could go with the cool branch.
4: <laughs> I wish they'd just I, go with the marine ranks and just leave it at that until they have ships in space, but yeah, that's not going to happen
0: yeah, it's but, probably yeah. not going to happen well, the, the marine ranks, they did keep it simple for everyone, because you know
4: <laughs> marines,
0: alright send the mail to to Chris oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many of you are putting down the Twinkie so you can re-up?
1: Oh, I did <laughs> and and I'm waiting wait to, to see what it. comes of it, maybe
2: yeah. I've gone full keto I'm uh, three hours a day in the gym no I'm, I'm kidding I was just eating ice cream
4: <laughs> it was good keto ice cream I think it's going to be okay
1: because imagine a two mile run on the moon I mean really how hard is that going to be it's going to be bouncing yeah. Yeah. if you're
4: up in orbit two miles is a breeze you just have to like stand there
1: right and it, it <laughs> took like four seconds <laughs> that's true
2: do they make uh, spacesuits and husky? Yeah, <laughs> I've actually seen that as one of the <laughs> as, as one of the memes was the um, wow. was was a,
0: a blob in a spacesuit, and it's like I aced my two mile run. <laughs> well,
4: I've heard that company that makes the uh, buck naked underwear is making buck naked spacesuits.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> interesting.
1: So. I just had that picture in mind. I don't know what to do with it now. I think I need to poke out my mind's eye.
0: Brain bleach. Brain bleach. (laughs) Oh wow. So do you think bad person? (laughs) Do you think they'll actually take uh, people re-upping from other branches, or are they gonna go the Air Force route where it's like, no, we just want new people that never served?
4: I think the latter.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think they may pull from the Air Force, especially for for some of their higher command elements. But the Air Force has, has some pretty high expectations. I mean, Marines, really, if you can put an X on a piece of paper, and they don't even care if you're drunk when you sign up. <laughs> they're okay with that. But Air Force actually has some standards, so I think they're going to go at least that route, maybe even more strict.
3: Probably. Standards is relative, though, isn't it? What was that? Standards is relative. I mean, what? what how do you... I met. A, I mean, I had plenty of Air Force guys. Josh Hayes, look at him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Weird, it's okay. But I think the guy. I think the guy should be super smart. I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot of uh, a lot of brain power, a lot of math to get those kinetic weapons to land on uh, on our enemies, you know, with, with any kind of yeah. accuracy.
0: So I'm just picturing. Has anybody seen um, space above and beyond where they had where they had well, the Marine Corps boot camp sa- scene with Arlie Emery? Yes. I'm just picturing oh, yeah. that, like him going full bore on them in this like the spaceman version of his paris island spiel <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, when the meme started this the first time i saw that show because i was sort of busy uh in high school when that came out in 96 and uh and the, if you notice if you pay attention his his uh uniform he has an extra rocker too <laughs> so so this yeah. right. starman oh, ranks are or you know they got a little longer i guess rank paths for them <laughs> so we decided i'm gonna what it is. what's that Decided on Starman then? Uh, they went with Marine, full Marine Corps rank because uh, <laughs> they had the – I guess it was the Hammerhead fighters that everyone was in. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I've only seen I, – I watched because it popped up in the feed and I was curious. I watched an episode. I mean for 90s TV, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I, I was, love that. It
1: wasn't great. It just wasn't that bad.
0: <laughs> well, I mean the, the –
1: Defi- it's solid, two and a half stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's definitely B-movie territory, but, you know. Huh. Uh, it can, can, I mean, it still was better than the new Star Wars crap.
1: No. Yeah, no, uh, it's not hard. It had no. Harley no. enemy in it, man. You purists.
0: Well, no, I'm just, I, I prefer a plot. Like, I, I get the sci-fi, you know, like, the green screen stuff is cool. But if the plot sucks, the plot sucks. So. Yep. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah all right special effects are only going to get I, you so far i gotta
4: tell you that thinking about things in space you know i i don't want to i don't want to hear the first blue on blue kinetic weapon strike Ouch.
0: was that your planet
4: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that your planet oops
0: wasn't it nasa didn't nasa lose a satellite because they accidentally like messed up the conversion from like feet to yards or something crazy
2: no. What? No, that that was the Mars probe. The um, one computer system was on metric, and the other was on standard. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So when
4: JPL, What would you go, uh, be... go Darryl? Yeah. Figure. <laughs> <laughs> now you see why I don't talk about what I did at NASA.
0: <laughs> it mean, was you, was yeah.
4: Nope. It was definitely JPL. It was all there, bad
0: that's one yeah. heck of a mistake. Can you like every branch has them, you call them different things. Nowadays everyone calls them carl, but that one, you know, dumb private, you know, whatever. Could you could you <laughs> imagine what happens when we give him kinetic weapons and and laser beams and space oh, stuff? Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh god. No.
4: I, I there was a guy when I was doing helicopter maintenance his name was uh, Radke. He was he was your your prototypical private like that. They make tail rotor systems so you can only put the blades on one way. He put it on backwards and took a hammer to make it fit. Oh
0: <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, can you imagine explaining that to the boss?
1: <laughs> we had a guy in boot camp who pulled the pin on the hand grenade and then looked at the hand grenade, opened his hand. Oh, yeah, we
0: had that happen too. <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
1: Gosh, yeah, this guy. This guy always looked like he was on the verge of a sneeze.
0: Even <laughs> 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 didn't give him explosives?
1: Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, the,
0: okay. the guy that, um, Ma- the, that did the... Um, The pin for us, where he threw the pin and dropped the grenade. Of course, the drill sergeant was able to pull him out, you know, as they jumped out of the foxhole. But um, he was the same guy who actually shot one of his battle buddies when we were doing the tactical move, you know, where you up, I'm down. They, You know, I'm up, they see me, I'm down. Tactical leapfrogging. Yeah. he shot his battle buddy in the foot. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'm like, Dude, and these
1: not- are the guys who are going to have the tungsten rods. They're going to wipe out cities. <laughs> oh, hey, wow.
4: hey, the, the drill instructors, they were just as bad in their own way. I remember when we were waiting at the, at the range to do the grenades, we were on the other side of the hill and they were standing on top of the hill, throwing gravel onto the roof and saying, Oh yep, that's shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, there's a whole YouTube channel I think devoted to guys getting thrown out of the grenade pit.
0: Is there really? I have, to, I have to check. It's it's <laughs> some funny stuff. Of course, what they don't tell you is that if you resist, the drill sergeant only has to try once. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yep. That's the way
2: it looks Oh, they told us that.
0: <laughs> well, no, they don't tell most most of the uh, the civilians that see that stuff. Like the drill sergeant isn't got to stay there and die with you if you're that dumb.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Darwin,
0: that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Proving yet again that the ASVAB is not um, as um, infallible as they would like you to believe. So, so you—does
4: anyone actually
0: believe that? I've heard that from civilians. They're like, "Oh, you got to be smart to pass the ASVAB." And I just think about all the carls I knew. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, what do you what do you think about this um, this development? Do you think it's going to be as earth shattering, or basically just going to be the same old what the Air Force was already doing? Wah, wah,
4: wah. Yeah, exactly.
1: My only hope, my, the, only, the only silver lining on this cloud that I see is if there's a military branch that needs something, there's a civilian contractor willing to develop it.
2: Oh, yeah. So well, I'm thinking was, was-
1: plasma <laughs> rifles are going to be
2: a thing. <laughs> Space oh, toilets. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wonder what wonder what those will cost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll all, the, all the catheters
3: that are involved.
0: Have you seen the... Um, The Independence Day, where they've got them in the underground Area 51 bunker, and uh, the um, main character's father's like, do you really think they spent $500 on a toilet seat when he was asking how they funded all this secret shit? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess they just won't have to lie. They're just going to be like, nope, totally win all the space stuff. What I'm really
1: hoping (laughs) is that now that we admit that we're going to do this thing, they can go ahead and open up Area 51 and show us all the cool tech they've been hiding for just this moment. You know, open that, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think um, this is going to be a shot in the arm for technology. Um, you know, if you look at um, the space race back in the late '60s, you know that was a competition. So, you know, maybe <laughs> this might not be good for world peace, but it's <laughs> sure as hell going to be good. for yeah, you know, for, for technological so innovation. How long yeah. before, oh, damn,
3: Ed, I had that written down. I was going to talk about that.
2: Yeah, I was oh, going to say, how, I'll, I'll fail.
0: How long before Russia and China starts their own space force?
4: Oh shoot, they already do. Yeah. they may not yeah. have it labeled, but China's definitely there. Oh,
0: absolutely, yep.
2: that's
3: the thing. Yep, about, China's like, been working on it. Someone posted a video on on the um, Galaxy's Edge site the other day, and it was and someone had, you know said that, you know it's about. Uh, financial things and budgets and I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to have to happen regardless because it's all going on right now with, you know, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Someone's going to push that way regardless of whether we do it or not.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, look at with talking about the Russians, we're still hitching a ride to the ISS with them. Uh, they're, you know, they're the only ones putting people in space at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yep. Wow, what a yeah. change of events that is. They couldn't build a refrigerator wow. and now they're doing this. <laughs> But they it's make crazy. some darn good vodka. Yeah. Man.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so. Uh, darn funny YouTube videos. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, how long before we have our space vintage, our first space vintage of alcohol? Oh.
4: Like five yeah. minutes after we get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: This is, so, we're making a hoot for their space toilet. <laughs>
4: this is assuming.
0: Yeah. Space this is assuming will. they haven't already done that on the International Space Station. <laughs> oh, true. But
2: they probably have. Right. Well, who's, I mean, there's Russian Brits up there. You know, they're not going to sure. go without for too long. You guys, you guys, you know, you guys have been deployed
3: and had the old in their in the fridge. A yeah, yeah, that stuff's nasty. Keep that, Put oh, that yeah. on the on the roof to ferment in the sun because somehow the sun makes alcohol <laughs> in it. <laughs> I did not know that. Solar radiation yeah. outside of the atmosphere may make that an actual possibility. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay, boy. There could be all kinds of cool stuff. Did
0: anybody play um, just with the booze? Anybody play the game Fallout, the Nuka Cola that you know was yes. radiated? Like, I'm just picturing our booze getting <laughs> sitting out, <laughs> radiated pooch. Yeah, but that's how you So, how how long do you think uh, before the Outer Space Treaty of 1967 goes bye bye? 15 minutes. <laughs>
4: You mean anybody's yeah. actually paying attention well, to that China, right now? Well,
0: China's already planning to colonize the moon. They, they just released about how they had a guy in there for a year in that um, capsule, the, the prototype. Well, it's all about how you spin it though, right? You can't – as long as you don't say the
3: moon is ours,
2: they can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and according to the treaty, it says no government entity – can can take uh, over the moon or any other and ent- or you yeah. know doesn't say that amazon can't just go in there and colonize and here's, that's also fair yeah, here's
1: the thing with china all corporations all of them are part of the government but they can call sure. it a corporation and then the government funds it and they get there and they haven't broken the treaty
0: Ooh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. development yeah.
2: yeah and the soviet union no longer exists uh because i pulled it up after you uh after you um Posted that, and I was like, "It hasn't even been updated." You know, they're not even pretending that you know the Russian Federation is a part oh, of this. It.
4: Um, I believe yeah. that what Russia did when it became the Russian Federation is they inherited the obligations of the Soviet Union as far as all treaties. Okay. Well, uh,
2: we, we did not <laughs> mean that. Huh?
4: <laughs> yeah, they could they could back out, but I believe that was the intent when they yeah. when they started that.
2: What I'm going to say is how it's going to
4: affect weapons in space, because. I would be shocked if the Chinese don't already have something in orbit.
0: That's, that's, no. that's but the didn't point. they just lose a, a space no. station? Uh, yeah.
4: yeah, but they abandoned it. It's one of those things. Oh, you know, that's junk. It fell out of the sky.
3: Well, that's yeah. The mirror. I mean, that's that's big for space force though. Like, we, if they can't, I mean, as, if I read the you know the act right, the treaty right, they can't have a military platform in space, like a a base station, whatever, uh, anywhere in space. Hmm.
1: I I'm pretty sure we already do. Yeah. Not manned. Oh no, wouldn't be manned. Would have to be. Oh, well,
3: it's a facility, right? So it can't be a it can be a military facility in space or a celestial object. It says that's what the the thing says.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna go right out the window. So
0: I guess I guess, right. I guess working yeah. around all those uh, those porta potties, you uh, you had lots of time to think. So um, good on you for figuring that out for us. <laughs> so the uh yeah, I, I always hmm. figure that that treaty is the minute we could actually theoretically do all of that, like it was going by way of the dodo bird.
2: So yeah. Yeah. As soon as there's a well, corporation that can make money. And I have well you have to ask this too, is you've got what, five Lagrange points out there. Now those aren't technically you know, it's it's not a surface, you know, it's it's where you're gonna wanna put space stations or or cylinders or whatever. Um Shipyards, you know, mm. um, all that good stuff. So who's gonna decide? That's not mentioned at all. Um, and that is that's a huge hole in that treaty. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't know if we're gonna do rock, paper, scissors or <laughs> whoever gets there first. Well, down.
4: One thing about the Lagrange Points yeah, is it's not it. a, a finite spot. It's actually a fairly spread out area. You could have multiple stations well, in a Lagrange point. When did we when did we discover
0: that's them though? Point. Yeah, they're moving. Oh, I just googled that's it. 1772, Joseph Louis Lagrange. So apparently they don't—they don't, they don't oh, have an wow. excuse if they didn't know about him either. Wow, that's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, me either. Well, not everybody's different. a history
1: nerd, <laughs> Jr. Uh,
0: I, this was more a case of I was a Google nerd, apparently. Um, (laughs) but uh but it'll definitely because you know there's actually already uh, a space.com heard an article about it there's already companies that are trying to set up with the sole purpose of manufacturing things in space from like mined materials so that way they can send it to earth because i guess the the extreme cold makes better for building certain things right
3: yeah lack of gravity i mean there's a bunch of companies that are trying to do things like mine asteroids. Mm-hmm, and things there is right right now. Yep. So what? I mean, are do they are they going to do that unmanned or? I don't. write that much into it, but is there going to be unmanned facilities doing that, or are they going to have people out there doing that?
4: There's enough that they can do with unmanned stuff that they could start the process, but it's going to require a human being or two at yeah. some point to to do the really the stuff that requires finesse.
1: Okay. Because so, the time
4: right. lag on stuff, sending signals from the Earth, you're not going to be able to control something precise. You're going to have to have somebody on station.
3: Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, then, I mean, that maybe the fastest way for, for someone to get, you know, boots on the ground and guns in space <laughs> is to go to diplomatic security because apparently, and I learned this a while back in some class, but the Special Maritime and Territorial Jurisdiction uh, Code of the U.S., States that the only diplomatic security can conduct uh, law enforcement investigations and protection in space because of you know the same thing that that, that they, they can do things like investigate on um, foreign soil.
0: So you don't think we're going to have a coast guard in space? Eventually, Meh. probably, but not right now. I mean, true, to true. That first. But um, I mean, I've got some Legos. I can get started.
4: Maybe they can Wait, go ahead and clean up all the junk in orbit
0: first. Yeah. Some poor private's going to be having, like, space police call.
4: <laughs> go ahead and yep. near-Earth orbit, private. <laughs>
0: Drive
1: around some ready armored uh, uh, space trash
0: truck. <laughs> this is what happens when you mess and make the first sergeant mad. This sucks. Beep.
4: Beep. <laughs>
3: How do you burn shit in a can of space?
2: <laughs> you just just jettison it. it is a I mean, fine. You need to stir it. In space. But if you, if,
0: you're, <laughs> if you, I've done that before. It's miserable. It's miserable. But so, That's, do you think the. Um, yeah. Uh, see that's int- it raises some interesting ethical questions if you're jettisoning your biological waste because at a certain point in time you are seeding potentially other planets because it's going to go if you push it out it'll keep going until something stops it so I mean it you could me potentially nightmare. be seeding you know oh, bacteria gross. that populates another world and who knows what happens
1: oops and then we'll have yes. after <laughs> so the, yeah little sh- that'll be their problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, because I know people clothes. that have wanted to get buried in space, like they shoot the capsule, or whatever, with their corpse in it. Um, that have talked about that and like, so what, what happens when yeah, those things yeah. just start raining on other planets? I mean, I could imagine the first one that went out and it's like, uh, that's to be the first interstellar war. Some aliens like, they threw dead bodies at us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the crusades, they're trying to
4: infect yeah. Dead cows over the wall. <laughs> the first <laughs> alien that finds one of those is gonna look yeah. at it and go. Who is Jr. Handley? <laughs> Why are there so many of them? <laughs>
2: actually, I believe it. I believe it was actually Roddenberry was the first one they launched or in was the first he? group. Was yeah, he? Really? I think so. Yeah, I'm cool. pretty sure it was Gene Roddenberry. God, I wish I had that money.
0: Well, oh, when I go, ironic. I actually have a lot more uh, low key. There's a company that will um, cremate your remains and put them into a shotgun shell, so people could go like fire you in the fireworks. <laughs> you laugh, oh, that's low key. Yeah,
3: I would that's, go that's out with a bag. Oh, wow. You
0: could do that. How cool would that be? Like you, you get to hunt deer one last time. Oh man, it was a redneck company.
1: So the dead Jerry Headley
0: killed something. Yeah, that, that's a that's a very assuming they hit the target. But that's a very redneck company. The only way to Valhalla yes. is to become <laughs> a gunpowder. So, so on a serious note, what do you guys suspect the first mission of the U.S. Space Force will be? Oh.
2: Ooh. right. The same thing. The as satellites. As doing. Oh, yeah. Well, orbital police call. Absolutely. And then they'll probably have some sort of equipment layout for change command inventory. Uh, no, probably not. Be very Although, to begin with.
0: When you think about the police call, I think we're going to run into the same problem with the orbital space trash that we run into with that floating pile of garbage in the Pacific. Where the um, the two currents meet, like everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this should really be cleaned up. It's it's going to destroy the planet, but it's not my territory, so it's not my problem. And they don't want to spend the money on it. So I I, right. I suspect that that stuff in space trash yeah. is going to stay there till we could find some sort of automated like robots that could address it.
3: Yeah, I've seen uh, articles on that where they're going to put robots out to collect it up and and then use it so, again later.
0: But
4: what I think yeah, they're going to be working on first, I think that they've it. got to worry about the fact that you know. The bunks—you can't get those suckers really tight for the inspection in orbit. Zero G sucks for bunks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, that's right. Well, they've stopped—they've stopped shining boots, so I mean that might as well give way to. Yeah, how do you bounce a quarter with no gravity? All right, well let's
0: let's, no one let's take a quick uh, yep, pause in this go. conversation. We'll get back to the first mission, but uh, we'll, we'll shamelessly shill for the man and, and pause for work from our sponsor.
5: Looking to let your inner geek out for an exciting weekend of fun? What could be better than attending Congregate 5? A fan-run sci-fi and fantasy convention in High Point, North Carolina. Coming up July 13th through the 15th, 2018. With something to offer everyone, including... Chance to meet and interact with best-selling authors and guests of honor, Jane Linskold and Charles E. Gannett panel discussions on a variety of topics, fan group meetups, live performances, costume contests, writing workshops, gaming, and more. It's the convention to attend. For more information and memberships, visit www.con-cregate.com. wwwcon ecom July 13th through the 15th, 2018. Congregate.com.
0: All right. Thank you for sticking with it. So when you left us, we were talking about the uh, U.S. Space Force's first mission. So I suspect that it's going to still be the satellites. But Although I, I do think at some point in time it's going to be a national security issue in order to maintain those satellites that we do get rid of that space garbage. So yeah, no, That's how
1: they'll get, they'll get the funding yep. for it.
0: Yeah, because it's going to start taking out satellites in the near future. And then, of course, you've got the issue with, with all those dead satellites, too, because we've got a lot of our satellites are at the end of their life.
2: What'll have to happen first though, unfortunately, is one of the SpaceX ships going up with uh, tourists is gonna have to hit something and explode in so, order for people to give a damn about let it. Let
0: this be a lesson to you. If you get offered a ride on a ship called the SpaceX Titanic, pass. The Lusitania.
1: Pass. <laughs> you hit an iceberg of right.
0: Lusitania pass. You know, you gotta you gotta think about these things, right? Like which which ship you're gonna get on. <laughs>
4: It's is that really going to do enough good for that? Because I mean, be look at what right. happened when China blew up that satellite. Do you hear anything about it today? No, but nobody died. Oh man, it wrecked a multi-billion-dollar. Are we sure? A uh, satellite. You figure somebody'd be screaming.
0: Well, the the way the government blows through money oh, these God. days, I don't even think you know a trillion dollars. They're like, oh, that was breakfast. Well, I mean,
3: yeah. The question is this, though. I mean, how far does this have to go before you know, with the technology we have now? how long is it going to take for us to get into things like actual military operations in space for a space force to be a, a, a broader, the first colony on the moon
0: 20 years. Cause you know, There's they're going to have, they're going to, our first colonies are going to be do- living in domes. They've already done real life experiments. They've learned a lot from the one they did out in the desert. Uh, the bio, the biodome They did two, <laughs> like two of those. That
3: was Paul's fault, man. He did not do that well.
2: Yeah, it was a failure. Uh,
0: there <laughs> well, were several now. of them. It was also a movie. But no, the, the legit one, I, there's a book out there. Um, I've shared it before already about the experience of the people that live there. Um, the real issue was that there was a flaw in the design of the building. So they were having um, – um, was it air issues, like air purity issues that they were they had to compensate for artificially? And like that sort of took out the whole detached thing. Um,
3: well, what about I mean, what is it? The, the expanse to use the uh, the plants. So yes. is that even a, a, is that possible? You could you could hydroponics. Sure, oxygen. How much would you need, though? To uh,
0: they're actually in, in Sweden. They've got uh, experiments they're doing because they have such a short and growing season, and they have issues um, with the lack of arable soil. So they're actually doing like skyscraper type buildings with hydroponics that are that are stacking everything, and so they're getting pretty good about growing a lot of stuff in condensed spaces. So I, I imagine at some level you'll see some of that with regards to. Um, Hydroponics. Uh, the other thing they're doing in, in some of the closed environments is they're playing with the different wavelengths of light. Um, and so they can see that certain wavelengths help it grow at uh, different speeds and have different like results. Because with the light, when you've got the sun as your light source, you just get all of it sort of thrown at you like a scatter gun, and you don't necessarily know which ones are doing what to the plant. And so they're trying to isolate it to make it even more effective. And they've already increased their yield by 10%. And that's all, hmm. Jr. You're the smartest grunt to ever walk the face of the earth. I, I hmm. tried to tell them I, I was right? too smart for the infantry, but they just laughed and said, "Do more push-ups." <laughs> you know, I, I think I that uh, most
4: of this. Okay. Okay. I, th- I think that the the moon is not going to be the first thing that gets the space forces going. I think that Elon Musk is going to colonize Mars first.
3: That'll be interesting because that's far enough away to not cause a real big problem, right?
4: Until they decide. He's talking about freedom. sending missions. He's talking about sending missions fairly shortly.
0: But it's, it's going yeah, it to be a one-way trip, so it's going to – I mean, ooh, the kind of crazy people that are going to go. You volunteered, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. My name is on the list, actually. I did that while I was in college when they were doing uh, – it was uh, – what is it? Uh, it was like a Kickstarter as a joke. Like no one thought it was legit. Back in 2004, there was one where you could volunteer. I don't think it was Elon Musk's company, though. I think it was uh, – a. Um, one of those like libertarian projects like the the floating city that never seemed to ever get built so <laughs> yeah. because it, it, the whole idea is basically like the microstate where you don't need these massive governments but but I don't see how that works in a vacuum until you can like be self-sufficient and that's gonna be a while yeah so they're uh, they're gonna be dependent on on the lifeline of Earth that's why I think the moon is gonna be the best because it's close enough that we could get help there you know relatively quickly. Whereas if it days. happens on Mars, well, we we just might as well send the caskets for them. Right. Good luck. Well, we see that yeah, now, that but
1: with all years. the money that's going to be pumped into this and all the research and development that these corporations are going to volunteer, so they have the next great product to sell. Um, sell the U.S. Space Force. I think. Yeah. I think I we're going to see have, some crazy stuff for the next five years. Oh yeah. I don't have ion some? drives. That sounds like it
3: might do do a pretty good job.
0: The energy requirement—they've actually, like, they said for a while they thought the Al-Cubier- Alcubierre uh, warp drive would work, and then they debunked that study because they couldn't replicate it. So,
1: we just need—we need cold oh. fusion. That'll be the next step.
2: There you go. Or hot fusion. I don't care which, but yeah, we do mm-hmm. need <laughs> that. Didn't Matt Damon? That'll solve a lot of problems didn't all Matt, in one time. Didn't Matt Damon make a movie about yeah. that? yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: Matt
0: oh, thing! Oh, there was one about there's like a he like leaked it to the Russians or something. I remember a movie about cold fusion. Oh,
2: no, <laughs> Bell, oh, okay, that was okay. Del Kilmer. Was it Bell Kilmer? Oh,
0: okay, it was somebody. I remember watching it back in the day. The Saint.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the Saint. Yes, that's it. Saint. Yes, oh, the the Saint. So, that was cool. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'll throw that link in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about, people.
1: <laughs> Voltron
0: The whole point of this trip yeah. was less show notes for us That's why we did the round table Cheese <laughs> So so how do you, you know, transitioning a little bit So how do you think this is going to change the world of science fiction? I don't know that's going
4: to change it at all
0: I was going to say the same thing
1: I think about uh, a third of the authors are going to say I told you so And that's, <laughs> that's all it's going to change
4: in the
3: writing, though, or even the making of movies, it's all been going on forever. I don't think there's really much to change.
2: That's true, but a lot of us, they start. You know, you start with your world building with current events, and we, you know, we extrapolate from there. So this is gives us an actual starting point, or will, you know, when it's actually becomes a thing in the next dozen years or whatever. But it's, I don't know, some sort of common ground uh, for us to, uh, you know, to start our military. Uh, our next military sci-fi book, and you can something to, you know, something to call back to, you know, for story fodder. Huh?
4: There
3: you go.
1: I take that.
2: Or you, you could do that
4: What I'm worried about, I, I'm not really worried about it. I guess I should say is what I suspect is going to happen is we've got the space forces now, and then when the presidency changes, the next president will go never mind. <laughs> Just like oh. they did when Bush said, we're going back to the moon. And Obama said, no, we're not. I have yeah, thought of, well. What,
0: depends on how much oh. of it gets established into law, because that's one thing we never seem to be able to do as, as a U.S. is get rid of stuff once they put it on the books. You know, I mean, look, look right. how long we've been trying yeah. to reform some of our social yeah. programs. And you just the, the, once people get used to stuff and stuff being money, whatever, contracts from the government for fill in the blank, like. We don't give that up. Heck, we still stockpile wool and we haven't had wool uniforms in how long? I mean, Some right. <laughs> farmer, right? I'm
2: it so, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. Yes, <laughs> that's so, right. You're going to be happy that
4: wool is being stockpiled when the EMP takes out civilization. <laughs> this is true.
2: <laughs> we just have to figure out where it is, though.
0: <laughs> hey, friends, man. So, the um. <laughs> They actually had a company that wanted to um, send like the whole contents of Wikipedia and like print it onto metal discs, and then send it to the moon just in case. So,
4: <laughs> you know, if, if that's that's what they want to preserve for posterity, Wikipedia. <laughs> I know. Well, well, the other problem with that is, if it really hits the fan
0: bad enough that we need it, how are we getting to the moon to retrieve it?
4: <laughs>
2: that's a good point. <laughs>
4: They could just put it on the top of Mount Everest with the rest of the trash they leave up there. Yeah. Ooh.
2: That's true. Yeah. Yes, bodies
3: and
0: all. Yeah. Bodies so all. there actually is a push right now to try to clean that all up, the whole Mount Everest
4: good good <laughs> luck with that you'll you'll clean up orbit before you clean up mount everest they actually have started <laughs> instituting
0: like a, a mountain climbing fee and you have to bring down x amount of weight of trash or they they eat your deposit of four thousand dollars and people are like yeah. keep the four
4: like <laughs> thousand <that> <laughs> so
0: hey you
2: hump it in if you hump it in you hump it out <laughs>
0: That's, that's my approach too, but I was a Boy Scout, so you know, leave the place cleaner than you found it. Not enough Boy Scouts apparently are cleaning are climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Not this one. <laughs> so you're, you're right. So the good thing with the space trash, though, is we if we don't know what to do with it, we could always just shoot it into the moon. I mean, into the sun.
4: Yeah. You know how much energy no. it takes to move something into that kind of orbit? Well, yeah. yeah. No,
0: I mean, actually, I don't know. you don't. You don't have to push it that hard if you can get the trajectory lined up.
4: It would take much less energy to slow it down and just let it fall into the atmosphere.
2: Yep, and it'll get burned up there. We hope.
1: Most of it. Plus, plus you start shooting uh, heavy elements into the sun, eventually you poison it and we're all dead.
3: Well, I mean, is plastic a heavy element? I don't know. I don't
0: know.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Anything iron or heavier. (laughs) You start slowing down that nuclear reaction. I mean, the, the sun is huge. But all it takes is a little bit of catalyst to get that started. Yeah.
2: I think the metal that's in, in in orbit is mostly aluminum and titanium. Anyway, aluminum melts at uh, I think it's like eighteen hundred degrees or something. So, well, I don't think we should worry too much about that.
0: <laughs> so, is that what you is that what everyone suspects we're going to do with the space trash? We're gonna we're gonna throw it into uh, burn up in the atmo. I
2: mean, sure. some at some, sure. at some point, I think it'll be it, it'll make sense. Just to pull it up, just to vacuum it up and recycle it.
4: If there was actually industry in orbit that could recycle it, that they could use the materials for something else, I think that's what they'd do with it. Because it would make sense if you build a factory in orbit, you'd send out little scooters to pick up the various pieces of space junk and bring it back because it costs a lot of money to get stuff up up in orbit. Yep. Okay. That's
0: true. Use the stuff that's already there? So, So how long until we take Mercury and we just like asteroid mine the heck out of it till it doesn't exist anymore?
3: I did it yesterday on a nap. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've still got Pluto hanging out as a spare planet, so. We yeah, find? No
4: it's it. it's going to be the near-Earth orbit asteroids that are getting mined.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you think we're going to pull that off in, in this lifetime, the mining of the near-Earth Earth orbit asteroids? Uh,
4: I suspect uh, that not the mine. first probes are less than a decade Whoa, away. I, I would wager they're coming.
2: Yeah. Really? 20 years. About 20 years, I'll bet. Want, oh.
4: I don't think the, I don't think the first efforts is going to succeed, but I think the first probes to see what those near Earth asteroids look like will happen in the next ten years. Yeah, all right. Okay.
0: Well, the, the other scary thing you could think about is some of them, like that one big one that you see everyone talking about. That's on its way out of the galaxy. The really long, sort of narrow one. Like, what if we? Oh
4: yeah, oh, that's a space. That's a spaceship. So it's, it's, yep. not, it's, it's not. It's not a ship.
0: So we're going to end up with a satellite that just lands there, and it's going to be like the the calling card to the aliens to come wipe us out. Like, oh, what's that's this? That. My command
3: ship is actually out there, and the SDF will land on Earth in next year or so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So nice. so does everyone think the Space Force mission uh, is going to finally let us see what's under Cheyenne Mountain? Are we really going to know?
1: Mm. No, we'll never yeah. know that. <laughs> I'd say Area 51 first.
0: Okay, baby steps. All right, because I want the Stargate. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I want the flying saucer. Walk through, walk through a puddle of water. Fight aliens. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> wow. So, what? What? Uh, those were the notes that I had prepared for the discussion. What did everyone else come up with? That you did? You thought about this uh, creation of the U.S. Space Force?
3: I think honestly, the the, the biggest issue we're going to have is that the treaty from '69. Man, to be honest with you, there's so many weird caveats in there that you, you can't really work around it too much militarily. Yeah.
2: Well, the UN is toothless anyway. I mean, what are they going to do? True. I mean, they would they would send us anyway. So, <laughs> we can violate it all we want. That's
3: absolutely true. <laughs> and I, I don't disagree with that at all. But I would say yeah, the word of the law, whatever law you would take that as. Um, I mean, there's there's some rules, I guess.
4: <laughs> I,
0: I I don't see <laughs> I don't thank you UN lasting much longer. No, I don't either.
4: Wow, that's, that's optimistic. I think they're going to be around until long, long after they cease to be relevant in yeah, at they're,
2: all. They're, they're not, they're, Yeah, they're –
4: Which is they're like tomorrow. <laughs> to
2: Charlie, and they're like scamming his way around everyone's junk. Yeah. When. And when they find a, an asteroid made of platinum and gold, um, yeah, there's going to be so much money involved in that that they're that, – that treaty is going to just be tossed aside, well, and no one's even going to look at it. Or or if we find an asteroid full of oil, we're going to have to take freedom to that. <laughs> <laughs> take freedom <laughs> to that. As, as I soon think, as uh, a
4: private company finds a very productive asteroid, it makes me wonder whether the U.S. government will try to take part of
2: it. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Will they try to nationalize it? Well, it's possible. What's yeah? the tax rate going to be in space?
0: Hmm. 0% maybe. <laughs> oh no,
1: they'll they'll tax the heck out of it and I think the Space Force will be the tax collectors. Yep. And they're also going to be the guys protecting the mining oh, rigs sounds a car out in space. To military town.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mhm. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: and I think that's where the conflicts gonna so start. We, it's going to start over some big rock So if in we space. do
0: that, you know, you know, the minute we start having bases on like the Mars and the moon, you know you're going to end up with all the seedy establishments that follow a military bases since the dawn of time.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, spacecraft. Is this where you
4: is this where you bring in you dying from something falling <laughs> to the ceiling from space while you're with the prostitute? But you haven't completely. Look, deal yet? it's
0: too soon. Okay, too soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Financing. <you clean> up. <laughs> Only ninety percent interest.
1: Oh man. So. Yeah. I, I wonder <laughs> I'm wondering if the Space Force personnel are going to spend enough time alone and kind of isolated from everybody else, if they're going to come up with their own culture, or if the E-4 Mafia is going to follow them up there, That's too. That's actually a
3: trick. They're not going to be alone ever. So the colors are going to change to, let's just do this in public. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So yeah. they um, – the, the good thing about the, some of the seedy establishments that do do follow the military is at least the poles that people like to dance with will help them from floating away until we can develop artificial gravity.
4: That's, true. that's true. If you're going to have those, I wonder when the first pawn shop in space is going to happen. <laughs> A reality TV show. I'm yes. telling you.
2: Yeah. Right after the first the, paycheck. The, the, the real
0: housewives of Mars.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, wow. This guys? is going to be a reality show. You know it is. What
0: happen? I-, I could see that being yeah. some a way to finance some of that stuff. Is like some TV show is going to do like a reality show about like Big Brother where they watch everything. I could see that. I mean, they've got reality shows where they literally just watch people eat on the internet, yeah. which I totally yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why it's a thing, but people pay good money to watch some some lady eat food. <laughs> Talking about. I'm sure there's a specific kink for that
2: problem well, 34 <laughs> think, <about, laughs> think about low gravity sports there's Ooh. also that too um, it's gonna change oh. a lot of that you're gonna have you know f- football on the moon will be uh, pretty interesting
0: do you think anyone's gonna was it um, who was the astronaut that did the first golf uh, golf Put in space. I'm drawing a blank. He did one on the moon. One of the first astronauts that went up snuck a club. Yeah. Like I, I wonder if we're going to ever beat his uh, his record. He for a long drive. Yeah,
4: they did in stargate. They sent it to another another galaxy. So there you go. The longest drive ever.
0: Well, we haven't officially <laughs> right. acknowledged that that's real. So until they let us see what's under Cheyenne Mountain, <laughs> uh, I, I, we'll, we'll give it to the uh, to the NASA people for now. For now, they are scan. They are scams. <laughs> so that's interesting, though the sports because you know the military has to likes to field their teams. And what's PT going to look like in space?
2: You know, I think that's increasingly going to be less relevant. Um, you know, especially because we got exoskeletons that they've been working on for more than twenty years, and uh, that's going to that's going to be a game changer. You know, you can hump a hundred miles with two hundred pound pack, and it's it's all assisted with. Uh, Hydraulics and and lithium ion batteries, so that's that's going to be very interesting to see. That's
3: well, set the Earth standards, though. So I mean, what if you're what if you're out in you know the void with no gravity for a month or three or two or a year? Yeah, and then you got to make a drop, and that
1: what happens? How do you, how do you, right, you, your bones are all delicate.
2: Yeah, or and and you jump into some place with you know twice the gravity. Or bacteria of Earth. that you're not used yeah. to. Yeah, for that.
3: There's a lot of variables I think that, that becomes that comes with all of that kind of infantry stuff. But are we there mm-hmm. anywhere near that? Probably not. And you but, know how?
2: We're, well, I think we're going to go ahead. I think we're going to see like CRISPR and all that good stuff. You're going to see, you know, genetic editing uh, to you know to strengthen your bones, to you know to speed up your respiratory and circulatory systems, uh, to harden your muscles. I think um, I think we're going to start seeing that, uh, and they're going to have to if. if you know, the human body's just not going to withstand what, what yeah. military yeah. operations. We're going to have to develop,
0: uh, yeah, you know, like without artificial animal. gravity. Um, procreation is going to be an issue too, because they they've tested it in um, artificial gravity with or uh, in in weightless with with lab animals, and because you don't have gravity pulling you down in the normal places, like the baby wouldn't stay in the right spot and it ended up killing the mothers. He said, um, like, "What's that? Oh, bungee cord." The normal place So, gravity keeps the baby centered in the belly in a certain place, right? But what what happens when you don't have gravity and now it's like bumping into the heart or, or oh, pushing against the ribcage or, or whatever?
2: Well, what's funny, the expanse actually addressed that if you've read the books. I
0: have not yet. It's on my TBR.
2: Yeah, they actually they actually uh, address that. Um, there's they take them to one of the moons or whatever with low radiation and and better than average gravity. Yeah. Okay.
3: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked in with that far. I haven't read. I haven't read the books yet, and I mean to. But oh, they're
0: awesome! Uh, well, I mean, I own them, but I was been been waiting to make it through the whole series on on the show, the TV show first, and then I'll go back.
2: So, yeah. Well, the thing that sucks about writing is you don't long, have a lot of time for reading anymore,
0: right? Yeah. Audio books <laughs> are a thing. So every time when I go when That's I go bad. for my walks, I listen to to books on tape. Right now, I'm waiting for one.
1: Yep. Yep. D- just ask Terry in his 700 audiobooks.
0: <laughs> you know,
3: I'm, I'm actually curious. Terry, I mean, when you started writing, because you, know, you were a mountain 50-calculation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was, that,
4: was that hard for you or to read and write at the same time when you first started out? It was a little bit hard for me, but since I was basically expanding on the kind of things I like to read, I just fit it into my reading. Writing is almost like reading for me now. Okay.
3: That's cool. I, I I've been trying to do it. I'm just started out as well, so I'm a new guy. But you know, I, as I read books. I keep freaking out about if I'm doing it as well as the guys I'm reading are. And then it's like a it's a mind, you know what it is.
4: Yeah. And uh, my yeah. advice to you on that is the only person you're competing with is yourself. Make yourself a better writer every time you tell a story. Work on trying to fix something you think you're a little bit short on. Don't worry about how good everybody else is doing because those other authors. They're not worried about how anybody else is doing, or if they are, that's going to hurt them in the long run. Just, right. just work about yourself, man. You're doing great. Thanks, for advice. Advice.
3: Uh-huh. Apologies. No, for that. that's
0: cool. So, does anybody else have other thoughts before we uh, we wrap this up? Our first attempt at a roundtable.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: what about what about you, Logan? <laughs> Any other thoughts on the uh, space force?
3: Probably not that are for consumption of the public.
0: All right, all right. I just want to know what the first Space Ranger is going to look like.
4: (sighs) It's going to look like the Power Rangers. No. Very tiny
0: tiny
3: shorts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't end well for the Power Rangers. Didn't that one guy get arrested for, like, stabbing someone with a samurai sword?
1: Probably. Yep.
0: (laughs) The Red Ranger or something, I remember. (laughs) But... Anyway, so well, as we those. bring this to a close, so uh, Edward uh, Hudson,
2: where can listeners find you? Hey, I'm at uh, www.edwardhudson or com, and I'm on Facebook. All right, and obviously
0: everyone's links will be in the show notes so you can just, you know, scroll down. Oh, yeah. See the scroll uh, down.
4: Show notes. Yeah. Scroll down.
0: What about you, Terry? Where can they find you?
4: They can find my books on Amazon. I'm the only Terry Mixon there. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. That's that's where I hang out. <laughs>
0: All right. Outstanding. What about you, uh, Logan? Do you have any of your social media set yet with your book, first book not launched yet?
3: Don't don't talk trash to me, bro. Not while we're doing this.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> will fly through this <laughs> internet. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on my
3: Facebook. That happens. It's Santa Claus with a cigar and a machine gun. And
2: then
3: uh, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Gmail. It's as as books at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, my website is chriswinderbooks.com you can find the show at www.sfshenanigans.com and our email address is podcast at sf shenanigans.com
0: thank you for spending some of your precious time with us for chris Winder, i'm jr handley and this was the sci-fi shenanigans podcast we'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of space and all things that go boom Alright, thank you for sticking with us through that uh, Archived episode that was In the uh, in the Digital memory hole that we found We thought you'd enjoy it, so thank you for spending Some of your precious time with us For Nick Garber and Doc Seska, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the Archive for The Blasters and Blades Podcast We'll be back at our regular scheduled time Where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture Cheesy jokes and all things That go Boom!